Hey, everybody. On our podcast, we talk a lot about hanging out in Hollywood while on our way to being the next big thing. I'm William Leon, and acting is my full-time job. And I'm Mark Marcillo, a director, actor, choreographer, and writer. And this is Made Made in in Hollywood. Today, we're going over the recent Oscar nominations. We'll talk about the movie Dune and what we really thought of it. And who pays for porn? It's all in this episode of Made in Hollywood. Welcome, William Leon. How are you today? Uh, welcome, Mark Marcello. I'm very well today. Well, uh, this is our first episode of our new podcast. Yep. First episode of the new podcast, kind of unknown territory. Very unknown territory for me. I'm excited. What kind of podcasts do you already listen to? Um, well, I'm trying to, you know, kind of get into the Hollywood spirit of things, always keeping my mind on Hollywood. So okay. um, lately, I've been listening to Happier in Hollywood with Liz Craft and Sarah Fain. They're both TV writers and really interesting. It's kind of nice to to hear about the behind the scenes of TV writing and they're always on a new show. They're always creating something new. They're, they're also, they also sound like really nice people. So Sounds pretty good. I haven't heard that one. I've been listening to uh, Philosophize This which is just a philosophy podcast. It's really good because it's like it's all in chronological order, just kind of like going through like starting in like Western philosophy, like early Western philosophy, and then like going to Eastern philosophy and all this stuff. I mean, philosophy is just an interest of mine. I took one college class. (laughs) 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 It was a philosophy philosophy class. So, uh, yeah, I'm interested in that one. But that's the only one I've really been watching. So that sounds like one for smart people. So (laughs) I won't be listening to that. (laughs) Which I do not claim the title of a smart person, but it's it's just it's fun to listen to. Honestly, even if you're not like, I mean, if you're not like smart in the sense of philosophy, it's just like he explains it really well. That's cool. So speaking of not being smart, I also listened to Jason Bateman, Sean Hayes, and Will Arnett's podcast about, uh, it's called Smartless. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so they claim not to be smart, although um, at least Jason Bateman's really smart. So it's- Jason Bateman, yeah, he definitely has to be smart. I mean, he does Ozark, which like... <laughs> yeah, he does. <laughs> like... He not only does Ozark, he directs it. He I didn't know he, he directs Ozark. Yeah. No, it's his show. So like he's great. Like that guy, I mean, I've always been a Jason Bateman fan. Like I'm I'm a fanboy here of right. Jason Bateman's. Love him from Little House on the Prairie to Silver Spoons to uh oh my god, Valerie, which was my favorite. And yeah. um It's Your Move, which is hilarious. And if you've never checked it out, Find it on YouTube. Every episode's on there. There's only 18 of them, and it's hysterical. They would never put this on TV today. Which one is? It's called It's Your it's, Move from 1984. Okay. Great. NBC NBC in the 80s was amazing, by the way. <laughs> Did you ever watch Arrested Development? Yes. Well, actually, I hadn't, and then I just started watching it like six months ago, and okay. I'm in love with it. You finished it? Um, I just got to the newest season, the one that they did a couple years ago. Oh, yeah, they did this weird thing like when, when Netflix acquired it, they had released a season on Netflix and then it got really bad reviews and then they redid the entire season. But I think they only filmed a few things, but they re-edited it. They like re-edited the whole thing. What? And, and it, the, but once they re-released it, just edited in a different way, it ended up getting really good reviews. And yeah, I only watched the new one. But yeah, supposedly like the original one they released was not good. They just did an editing job on it, and 
That's funny. Isn't I mean, that weird? It's the magic of editing. Yeah. I mean, we all know. I mean, at least people in Hollywood know editing is like your final rewrite, and it means everything. Right. But I did hear that when they shot the newest season of it, which they, you know, it's like 20 years later or whatever. Yeah. Um, that they had to shoot in pieces and without the actual other actors half the time because of scheduling. Really? Yeah, which is crazy and does not sound fun. That's interesting. You know what that reminds me of is um, for the new Spider-Man film, I won't give any spoilers, but like, well, actually, it might uh. be a spoiler just to even talk about it, but there were some actors that I guess didn't want to sign the contracts for the film right off the bat. And they were apparently not there for like the bulk of it. And they had filmed their scenes uh, separately. I want to say who the actor is, but it's such a huge spoiler if you haven't seen it. Wow. I did not know this. And yeah. th- th- that movie is especially interesting for who is in it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it's one of those who's. <laughs> so it's like, so it's like by saying any of the actors' names other than Tom Holland, you're yeah. kind of giving everything you're away. You're kind of giving everything away. I feel like at this point, like everyone should have seen it, but I don't want to spoil it. God, they really should have seen it because if you haven't seen it, you know, you got to see it. It's yeah. probably the best Spider-Man movie maybe ever. I, I, I think it is. I think it's my actually... I think it's my favorite Marvel movie. Oh, interesting. Which is not a, a, a high bar for me because I'm not really into Marvel. Gotcha. But I, yeah, I really liked the new Spider-Man film. Did that get no, that people were saying that that was maybe going to get nominated for some Oscars? Did that? And it getting? did not, from what I saw. Oh, did it not get nominated for anything? I don't think so, which is ridiculous because actually, and they really have been campaigning for this, that, you know, just because it's a Marvel movie and it cost them $100 million something dollars to make it, you know, doesn't mean that it's not a good movie and doesn't mean that it's not worthy of Oscars. And I think they're, uh, they're really um, pushing right now this whole thing about how all of the Oscar movies that are nominated every year – nobody in the real world watches those movies like so they're trying yeah. they're tr- <laughs> yeah honestly <laughs> so they're trying to bring the oscars back into like the real world they're tr- they're trying to push it i mean this year i've i've really noticed there's a there's quite a few articles there's a lot of people talking about this that they you know why aren't we nominating movies that the public likes like Power right. of the Dog. Now, no, no, no offense to Power of the Dog or any of these movies. Like, first of all, I haven't seen any of them, pretty much. <laughs> <Yet>. <laughs> no offense. But like, I'm not watching your but, movie. But... <laughs> no, I'm gonna watch all of them. I swear. Yeah, we're both gonna watch them because <laughs> <laughs> we are. We are. Oscar, we love the Oscars. But, but like, but Power of the Dog. I think it's a good example of a movie that like. I don't think most of America even knows exists. Uh-huh. And I don't know that most of America is going to go see. Yeah. And I think now, not to say that it doesn't deserve the nomination it got, because I'm sure it does. Um, I mean, very talented people are on that picture. But the fact of the matter is, is like, why aren't we nominating movies like Spider-Man, like, well, like Dune, which we're going to talk about later, which actually did get a nomination but movies that people went to go see, you know, that people really got excited about. Like, remember several years ago, how much did you love Get Out? Oh, yeah. That got nominated for, what did that get nominated for? I don't think it did. 
I remember the, I remember during the show the one guy ran out and he was like, Get out. Remember that? <laughs> so I remember it yeah. like definitely playing a part during the Oscars. Yeah. I think, <laughs> well, during their like monologues, they talk about popular movies, right. which of course are never in there. Right. But what about the comedies? Why don't we ever nominate a freaking comedy? Ever. That's like, true. It's ridiculous. Comedies are so difficult to, to make and they're so it's so hard to be funny that like why are we not Yeah like, putting these movies up on the on the pedestal that they deserve to be on. Especially when it's a good comedy, because I feel like there's so many comedies that fall flat for me recently and like especially when like a good one comes out, like they really struck struck gold. Absolutely. And it should get a nomination. And everybody like falls over themselves getting to the theater to go see those movies. Yeah. Why is it that those movies then are not good enough, quote unquote, to yeah. be part of the Oscars? Right. I mean, that's a very interesting question, which segues us into our Oscar nominations for this year. Right. What is nominated for the Oscars this year? <laughs> <laughs> I, I kind of love that you don't know. <laughs> well, the only one I've seen is like, I've seen Dune and Encanto, which I think is, Encanto is just nominated for like best song. It's not nominated for best animated? Oh, maybe. Is that a category? <laughs> <laughs> Oh no. Oh no. I'm so sorry guys. So we do live in Hollywood, by the way. And we are artists trying to make it big in Hollywood. However, apparently we don't know what the categories for the Oscars are. That's okay. Um animated feature is uh, yeah, is nominated. It has nominated Encanto. Oh, I can tell you right now Luca is not going to get anything. No, you didn't like it. <laughs> no. I think <laughs> it's a Pixar movie, too. I expect a lot from a Pixar movie. And this was... Yeah, the bar is high for Pixar. Yeah, this was basically uh, like Little Mermaid, but shittier. And, oh, no. And just, yeah, shittier. I mean, I love Little Mermaid, though. Like, nothing yeah, wrong with well, Little Mermaid. Yeah, well, that's the thing. They're, like, doing the same kind of deal, but I don't know. It just wasn't a... It, it felt like... I don't know. It felt like a little bit, like, thrown together. Like, it didn't feel like it had a lot of heart gotcha. for a Pixar movie. Gotcha. If anyone else did it, I'd have been like, oh, yeah, it was fine. And I feel like the number one component of an animated film needs to be heart. Oh, yeah. For an animated film, I definitely feel like, yeah. I mean, to be honest, to be like the way I feel about movies in general, I feel like uh, it. every movie needs heart. It needs warmth. It needs like you need to really care about it. Mm-hmm. I feel like, unfortunately, in the last 10, maybe even 15, 20 years, I have cared about very little. Right. And um, I think that that's something that we have lost in Hollywood since the golden era. Mm-hmm. I mean, you watch any of those films and you just feel this warmth. There's just such a wonderfulness about character back then. And the music is so gorgeous and really like hits you. And I just don't feel like that happens anymore. Yeah. Um, also on the animated feature list, uh, for for nominations is Flea, which I haven't even heard of. I don't know what Flea is. I know Encanto. I I I, I think is probably going to take the the award. Well, you're probably um, right since you're talking so yeah. much about and it. And everyone's talking about it. And it, like if you go on TikTok, everyone's cosplaying as all the Encanto characters and singing and all that stuff. Now Mitchell's the Mitchell's versus the Machine. Yeah, this that. one I is on Netflix, and I had watched like the first 15 minutes, and I was like. This film is so chaotic and absurd, and it was just like too much for it was too much for me. I was like, "This is weird for me." 
Um, it, it just didn't seem like a really good... I mean, I didn't watch the whole thing, so I can't really judge it. But for me, I was like, this just doesn't seem like a great animated film. But then I saw the poster, because they've got the posters out here for the for the um, like the Oscar posters. Like, oh, um, vote on this film or whatever. Uh, and I saw it, and it was like this intense... And it's they're animated characters, but it was like this intense poster that like made it seem like it was like a war movie. Like, but there were animated characters. They were like <laughs> hugging in like a battlefield, and I was like, "Is this the same film I watched 15 minutes of on Netflix with like all these crazy characters?" Very strange. Terrible. Very strange how they were campaigning that film. <laughs> but maybe it's good. I don't know. And uh, uh, the la- and the last dragon. Ray and, and the, the last, last dragon. dragon. Yeah. Yeah, I heard that's pretty good, but I think it kind of fell under the wayside. No one kind of. I really talked about it, but I did talk to a friend of mine. Um, so let's look at the best pictures live action. Oh yes, best pictures. I've seen one of these films. Aha! You seen? One. <laughs> I've seen. I've seen Dune and um, and all the others I wanted to watch, but have not gotten to them yet. Well, it's funny because until um, I started getting our screeners. So if you if you don't live in Hollywood and you're not uh, part of this whole crazy world that we live in. Um, when you are an actor wh- who is part of the Screen Actors Guild, uh, which is also called SAG, you probably all know this, um, You and or if you're a member of the Academy or uh, the Directors Guild, you get what are called screeners, which are DVDs of the current movies that are nominated. So we finally this year took forever it took forever i was talking to my other friend about it he was like oh, i think we gotta like there's not gotta be more steps we gotta like sign something or like go on some website and register it just took them forever to get them to us this year yeah so we finally just received our screeners and so like on my table here i've got uh west side story the lost daughter passing which i've never heard of uh, but yeah, took forever to get them. So that's what. So we always look forward. This is screener season for us. We look forward to this because we get all this free stuff, and we get to watch all these movies at home. Although uh, I always try to go to the movie theater. I love movie theaters. I love seeing these movies in the movie theaters. I really encourage everyone to go to the movie theater, yeah. even though it's COVID. Hey, there's nobody there, guys. Just go. Wear your mask if you need to. But it's. always the best experience to see a movie that way it is the best experience Uh, recently though i went to a movie theater and it was i had the strangest experience i was going to see the new scream movie i don't know if i told you about this already i was going to see the new scream movie and we're about halfway through the film and all of a sudden a guy walks into the theater and starts screaming uh-oh. Yeah, screaming. Oh, no. I didn't know what he was saying, saying. And like we're watching this scary film and then a guy walks in the theater. Like obviously like I'm on edge already. <laughs> like this is like putting me really on edge. And this guy is screaming for like 30 seconds and he's just like so loud. I don't even know what he's saying. And then I hear him say, "What's up YouTube?" And then I realize he's and he's got a friend filming him. He's there doing some kind of YouTube oh, thing, geez. just annoying everybody in the theater. Um so he goes and like yells for another 30 seconds finally leaves i missed like a minute of the film and i think it was an important detail that happened i had not seen any of the original scream movies so i was already confused. oh no <laughs> <laughs> made in hollywood <laughs> god these people <laughs> um well first of all uh, i also saw scream i went to a drive-in movie theater Ooh, that's exciting it was the perfect place to see scream yeah um, we went to the Mission Tiki Drive-In Movie Theater uh, in Montclair, California, and it's awesome. It's only like one of two we have here anymore. 
I love the drive-in movie theaters. And um, it was good, except that halfway through, um, our car died. So we also had a distraction. Our car dies in the middle of it. So uh, literally the battery dies. We have to get it jumped. We can't hear anything because all of the, the sound for a drive-in movie comes through the radio. Yeah. So, <laughs> so we missed like like 30 minutes of the middle. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. So did you guys get the car jumped while you were sitting there? Oh, yeah. So <laughs> a little known fact, which we found out. And like I kind of like was like, wait, because we were calling AAA, right? Well, we're calling in the middle of calling AAA. I'm like, wait a minute. This must happen in a drive-in movie theater all the time. Why don't we go ask them if they have a jumper? Sure enough, the guy comes out with his little jumper box and jumps. He's like, you won't be the last tonight. (laughs) Really? (laughs) Yes. And it was free. I tipped the guy because you should because they come on, you know, it's trouble for them. But yeah, like it was great. Uh, so, but we did miss thirty minutes of it. Right. So, yeah, de- definitely a distraction. But I have to say, we came in for the third act of the movie, and I felt like we didn't miss anything because, you know, other than one of the great, great favorite characters dying, oh um, yeah, <laughs> which I thought was really unfortunate. So, <laughs> glad I didn't spoil that. <laughs> um, uh, I th- I thought like uh, we saw it. <laughs> yeah, I and I liked it actually. I mean, like, I, I I, think I saw only the first one, and I think it was pretty similar to the first one in, like, the structure of it. Um, but I liked I, – I, I didn't realize that those films were, like, making fun of kind of playing on horror films. I didn't realize that that's what they were. Yes. I thought that was really cute. I, Absolutely. I thought it was really funny. Especially – this one did especially – it, like, yeah. borrowed specific, very well-known scenes from – classic horror movies and played those out yeah. I, thought, I thought that was really interesting my, my best friend was like oh yeah no wait look it's it's this movie oh wait look it's this movie yeah it's like oh yeah totally um so i thought that was cool but yes scream the franchise like especially the very first one really plays upon the um uh the the rules quote unquote of horror movies yeah which scream is the original scream is great. I went. I went back and watched it after I had seen the, the nice. Ones. Yeah, I liked. It. I love that movie. <laughs> when they, when the dude get? I mean, I I think we can spoil that one. It's been out for. So oh long. no, you can't spoil that. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, you can spoil it all you want. When uh, when I don't know, I can't remember his name. I always call him Shaggy because he played Shaggy in the Scooby Doo. Oh movie. yeah, Matt Matthew Lillard. Yeah, when he get when he when the dude when his friend stabs him. Oh, I love at it. At the end, he's like, he's like, I think I'm dying, man. <laughs> so funny they're so funny at the end there skeet ulrich and and matthew lillard are hilarious in that movie it's such a it's such a great ending and uh i just i just love that and also a side note uh, one of the producers of the original franchise and uh i saw on this one as the new one as well uh one of my old bosses oh really um (laughs) we haven't seen any of these best pictures uh belfast we can't talk about dune Coda, we you, can talk about Dune because I've seen it, you've seen it. And you've read it. And I've read it. Yes. So, and I did see Nightmare Alley, which was awesome as well. But but let's uh, let's talk about Dune. What did you think of Dune? I thought Dune was very much like the book. Um, oh, was I, it? Yeah, I read the book uh, this summer so that I could be ready for the movie. I'd always wanted to read it. Although the David Lynch film 
uh, from oh, the yeah. 80s. That really put me off. Okay. <laughs> like, I love David Lynch. Like, like I just, I've always loved David Lynch's work. However, Dune made me sick to my stomach. It was so bad. Really? Yes. His original 1982 version. I've not seen that one. I do love David Lynch, though. I love David Lynch. You know, there's nothing wrong with the guy. Yeah. But, yeah. Did not like Dune. Although, Yes, the original. Although, the thing about the original Dune, 1982, was that there's apparently four versions of that film because he made it with Dino De Laurentiis, who was actually, in, incidentally, my uh, my first internship was Dino De Laurentiis. And um, he's a big producer, kind of a kind of a cool Italian short mobby kind of guy. <laughs> really, he's kind of it's kind of got an awesome like whole lore over this guy. Um, one of these old old producers, and he uh, so he needed the movie to be able to be seen in theaters, right? Uh-huh. Lynch's version was apparently like three and a half, four hours, something like that. It sounds was, about right. Yeah, it sounds about right. right? Yeah. <laughs> and for Dune, which is a thousand page book, mind you, I can't believe I read it. It's a thousand page book. Like, so you think like, you know, you got to you got to make the movie. It's four hours long. It kind of makes sense. It's like Gone with the Wind. Um, but yeah, so I guess Dino then recut it, you know, took it away from Lynch and but then there's apparently there was a whole version with voiceover because it didn't make sense then but then the voiceover is terrible and then they then there's a version without the voiceover i guess there's a tv version there's so many versions of this movie who knows which one i watched (laughs) (laughs) how long was the version that you watched i think just normal time normal time so what two hours two hours 215 something like that okay was they, was he trying to accomplish telling the whole story of the book in one film? Yes. Uh, and so now what uh, Denis Villeneuve, I believe is how you say his name, the new director the dire- of the okay. new, uh, the, the director of the new Dune, um, he uh, he is doing it in two parts. So th- oh, I thought it was three. Oh, well, it could be three. I, I, I don't know. I, I had talked to somebody. I thought it was three, but I know nothing. Yeah, well... I thought it was two, but either way, I think that's a good idea. Um, and so he tells the first, basically the first half of the book. Oh, so it's probably two. In, in this version, in this first movie. And I don't know. I mean, I again, I kind of felt how I thought about the book, which was, okay. I didn't love it. I didn't really care. Again, back to this point from before i didn't really care but i enjoyed it i it's beautiful Uh it's gorgeously shot um the actors are great i love timothee chalamet i love that guy um yeah i love timothee i thought zendaya was really good um she i've really warmed up to her in the last couple years uh was not a huge fan originally but i've really warmed up have you seen euphoria no i've not neither have i (laughs) have you seen shake it up I have. <laughs> yeah. So that's why <laughs> it took me a while to warm up to her. Because yeah. um, I didn't think that she was great in Shake It Up. And I didn't think that her subsequent first movie roles were great. However, I think that she has become a great actress. Yeah, she's definitely good. How did you feel about Dune? Um, well, I mean, I haven't read the book. And I saw it a little. I saw it when it first came out. So that was a little while ago. 
Um, I mean, I liked it. I feel like I liked it more so because I just liked those actors, though, because I am a big fan of Zendaya, even though I haven't seen Euphoria. Um, and I'm a fan of uh, Timothée. Is that how you say his name? Timothée? Yeah, Timothée. Okay. As far as I know, well, Timothée like, Chalamet. Timothée Chalamet. Okay, that's what I've been saying. Um, I, um, yeah, I, so I liked it. I feel like I liked it more so for the actors. I feel like I, it was a lot of information to take in and I almost feel like I need to watch it again to confirm what I saw. I think absolutely right. It's a lot of information. I was lucky to have read the book because I definitely was like, oh, that's what that is. Oh, that's what that is. Even though you still have to decode it because it's. It's different, and when you see it versus read it, it's very different. And if you know nothing about Dune and um, the book and and uh, how it's written, it, he literally the the author literally creates his own language. So there right. are things. There's a whole glossary in the back of the book, which I did not know until I was done with the book. Thank you very much. <laughs> very upsetting. <laughs> but there's a whole glossary in the book. There's all these words that he uses that he's made up. It's a real he literally creates a world. The thing the neat thing about Dune, I think overall is that Frank Herbert creates this world very much akin to what we are used to seeing in Star Wars and other um, sci-fi films that came after this. Dune was sort of that godfather of the sci-fi story. You know, it, it that it, it kind of intellectualized and brought the the science fiction art form to a different level. Yeah, um, that it had never been before, and you definitely see all of the influences of dune in star wars and and star trek and things like that yeah what's interesting is i feel like people that don't realize that dune came first would probably think that that it took those things from star wars absolutely but yeah it does it has a lot of like there's a lot of similarities there i think one thing dune did really well for me as far as the movie goes was it really created that world like even when i was unsure of like what was happening because it was just i was taking in so much information because they kind of had to give you so much information because it was a whole new world that you really had to figure out but you're sure that they know what their world is yeah it's very um confident yeah it is very confident in that world like it knows what that world is mostly because i mean it's been set up by these you know a whole series of books yeah i definitely i think i'll probably see it again once the next one comes out because that's going to be what, 2023? Yeah, you got to remind yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, okay, so I've been left on a cliffhanger here yeah. <laughs> for the yeah. next two, three years. <laughs> no joke. <laughs> What's interesting is I was thinking about James Cameron and uh, Avatar. That movie came out, the first Avatar film, yeah. forever ago. When was that? That had to be, I mean, I and, was, gosh, I was still working at Fox. Like, I that had to be forever ago. And now they're finally supposedly doing a two, three, and a four? Yeah. Right? Or a, and a five? I don't know. They're doing a lot. So interesting little anecdote here. So when I was working at Fox, I was sitting at Jim Giannopoulos' desk uh-huh. one day, and Jim Cameron's script for Avatar came in, and I thought it was really interesting, especially for any of you art, uh, artists out there, especially writers out there, directors, I think it was really fascinating to see that 
on this script, there were about four pages of notes from the executives on Jim Cameron's script. So when you get notes in this business, it doesn't mean that, you know, your, your stuff is shit. It might be shit, but it doesn't necessarily mean it's shit. I mean, if someone like Jim Cameron's getting four pages of notes mm -hmm. from all the executives at Fox on his major motion picture about to become yeah. a, a sensation, which Avatar was at the time. Everybody said it was going to be a classic. I'm not so sure it's a classic, but <laughs> everybody said it was at the time. Everybody really hailed it at the time. I mean, that guy got four pages of notes on that script. Yeah. You know, and that's maybe just the one round of notes that I saw. I was kind of, yeah, I was kind of shocked, you know, but I was also, it also kind of made me feel better as a writer. Like, oh, okay. You know, everybody gets torn down. Everybody, especially in this town. Avatar. I, I'm not the biggest fan of Avatar. I like Avatar The Last Airbender. <laughs> but oh, yes. It's, I, they always get confused. But yeah, Avatar, I'm not the biggest fan. They might end up, it might end up going down as a classic once these other ones come out. Like who knows what he's going to do to build on that world. Um, I'm pretty excited to see it, but that's another one that I'm gonna have to rewatch once. Oh, <laughs> once the others come yeah, out. Yeah, one hundred percent. I have no idea. What, all I remember is that they put their tentacles together and they have sex. That's all I remember. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, everybody, it's gift time. Okay, I'm gonna give. Do we want to explain what that is? Yeah, I think yeah. we should. <laughs> <laughs> it's gift time. Here you go. <laughs> So we decided that we were going to give each other gifts as one of our segments. 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 That's the right word. That's the word. Yeah. yeah. One of our segments. I mean, is there much more explanation than that? We both got each other gifts and we're going to see what we got and talk about it. Yep. That's it. That's okay. the whole segment. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. I'm going first, apparently. Wrapped right. in Whole Foods and Ralph's. This lovely packs. packaging. <laughs> All right. Okay. So I'm pulling off the, the plastic Ralph's bag. And I got... Ooh. Oh, I got a rocket kit. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, that's it's a model rocket. I've never done one of those before. Dude. Okay. So, <laughs> <laughs> so this was a big thing when I was a kid to like build a model rocket. You paint it and then you light it on fire and shoot it up in the air. And it destroys itself. Does it destroy itself? I think this one comes down in a with a. Uh, or maybe it doesn't. I think it oh, has a a uh, what do you call it? A, a parachute. Parachute. I think it has a parachute. Oh, that's disappointing. <laughs> but I think you can reuse it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I don't know what's wrong with kids today. They can't. They can't deal with uh, a little disappointment. In life. Definitely fire this one off at some point together. Uh, we're definitely gonna do it, and then we should we should film it. So and then like put it up so that people can see it. On oh yeah, we can Instagram. put it up on a on an Instagram and then we can tell people where to go to look for that. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna open up my gift. This one's wrapped nicely. You're welcome. <laughs> Thank you. <Ooh. laughs> okay. What is this? Is this? Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So I've been getting gray hairs since I was like ten. <laughs> so. <laughs> so so i got him some hair dye um now i think that this, I, I thought it was something like to talk about though because like first of all this particular brand is at the 99 cent store it's one dollar men's select yeah one dollar one dollar and it works and magic. it works just like the other ones do yeah. 
Um, but yeah, aging is kind of a thing in Hollywood. And as young William here is about to find out, like <laughs> it, <laughs> it changes, it does, it does change your, um, your breakdown, your, your type, you know? So yeah. it's a, it is a thing. It is a thing that we have to think about even as guys. I know women have been dying their hairs forever and it's all fine. Well, and good that they do it, but men aren't supposed to do it. Right. But actually, like, I know quite a few men who dye their hair, and I don't see that there's any shame, and it. it's a great invention. No, yeah. Um, I am excited to try this. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't have a lot of gray hairs. I don't know that you need it yet. <laughs> I really don't have that many gray I mean, I'm, right now I'm playing, like, a 12-year-old in a play right now. So. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> So you don't probably I, don't need this right now. I don't right know if now. I'm in desperate need of this right now, but I have been genuinely getting like a few gray hairs since I was like 10 years old. Yeah. So it's the well, stress of the industry. Um, well, men's hair coloring, that's a million dollar idea. You know, speaking of million dollar ideas. Oh, speaking of million dollar <laughs> ideas. We've got a lot of those. We do. We have a whole lot of million dollar ideas. <laughs> um, you want to talk about... Uh, <laughs> rpg porn <laughs> yeah yeah okay so last week william sends this this thing to me he says yeah. like this little little screenshot it's like it's uh, there's somebody who's putting out pg porn which is basically porn without the sex right porn without the sex porn with everything that comes before the sex yeah it's all the the uh, plot the, the plumber uh, you know working on the ki- the kitchen sink and then the wife comes in all that stuff. And she's wearing the mini skirt and she leans up against the sink. Yeah, and she's like, all... <laughs> do you need any help down there? Yeah, it's... <laughs> so, so it's all that stuff, right? It's all that. Which we came up with this idea how many years ago? So long ago. This was, We came up with this. This must have been five years ago. I, right? I don't know. It must have been around five years this ago. This breaks my heart. And now there is... It's real. PG porn is real. It's a real thing, but it's not our thing. It's not our thing. And whoever made it, they might be a millionaire off it. I don't know. I I wouldn't be surprised. I would not be surprised because it is a million dollar idea. It's a million dollar idea. Speaking of porn, though, I mean, who pays for porn? I don't. Me neither. Settles that. So (laughs) if you want to get in touch with us, uh, I'm on Instagram at TheMarkMarchillo. Uh, my Instagram is at WilliamLeon11, and I don't use all the other socials really much. So I don't either. I mean, I don't don't look me up on Facebook. I mean, it's just like, yeah. Try I, not to find I'm, me on there. You could if you really want to and yeah. f- and look for it. I think on Twitter I'm also WilliamLeon11, but you know I, I I interact on Instagram more than anything else. Absolutely. Yeah. Hey, so thanks for listening, all of you listeners out there. If there's more than one of you, hopefully we have more than one. <laughs> there might be two, maybe two. I mean, your parents are two. Yeah, my mom and dad will listen. Yeah, <laughs> my mom won't be able to find us. <laughs> so, um, and I do have a friend down the street who was like, "Oh, tell me when your podcast is out." Okay, so, so down the street too. Great. <laughs> so that's at least three. I think. We, I think we'll have three. Maybe uh, more someday. <laughs> so thank you for listening, and I hope we didn't bore you too much. And uh, till next time. Till next time. Made in Hollywood.